G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, the swimming has been good. One question I had with the swimming, Emma McKeon has uh, got the record now. She's done exceptionally well. In the mixed relay, she finished third in the 100 metres. And was that before or after um, that mixed relay? Because she shouldn't have been put in the mixed relay if she comes third. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Should she? Are they just trying to get her medals? I mean, surely the, whoever places first. She just first played her role. It's like, it's like you did in those championships. You just played your role. Did they? Did we, oh. Should you have been there? I don't know. But you just played your role. He might have been MVP in one of them. <laughs> or two. Also, I think Cole Chalmers deserves a mention. What he's facing throughout this Commonwealth Games from the media is ridiculous. I mean, uh, just get over it. Why, why would they be fascinated with that supposed love triangle? I don't get that, but his results to win... His pet event uh, was also, I think, a great It was event. outstanding. And, Bungie, just before I let you loose again, day 10 coming up, there are 45 medals up for grabs. Right at the moment, Australia lead the overall medal count 155, England 148. So only seven the difference. And in gold medals, Australia 59, England 50. This is a lot closer than we thought. In 2018 here on the Gold Coast, Australia 80 gold, England 45. Australia 198 overall, England 136 in second. So they are coming, Bungie, and it just goes to show a home games, how it lifts all the athletes. And the crowds have been outstanding. The whole thing has been outstanding, if you ask me. Oh, it's been awesome, Jason. Since I've been sitting on the couch, feeling a bit crook and a bit sore and sorry for myself, it's been awesome to watch the, the Com Games, and I've probably appreciated it even more, Marzi, the fact that um, you know some of our athletes are, are phenomenal, and uh, some of the things that they're doing is incredible. Um, and the fact that we get to what, last night um, talking about beating um, you know, the old enemy on their on their home soil, but watching the watching the um, the netball, watching the, the diamonds go out there and. Um, and, and beat the Roses, the, the English team, our old nemesis, who beat us last Com Games by a goal to take home the gold medal. Um, it was a fiery, fiery game, and Australia just were able to um, get on top early. There was some crazy stuff that happened in the in that game in, in the early parts of uh, like the first couple of minutes where one of the, uh, the, the English defenders, she actually... Um, was, was going back that hard in defence and the netball's not a contact game that she took out the she took out the post. They had to stop the game for five minutes to replace the post. She that's, straddled that's it and that's a hard hit. That's uh, Lee Matthews esque. I'll tell you what, if, if she was a, if she was a, if that was a, that's why blokes don't play netball. If, she, if that was a bloke, he would have been off in an ambulance, carted off to hospital. <laughs> but um, the fact that uh, yeah it was just such a cracking game and to be able to do that, and then, um, and probably before I get into the, the Aussies, is my my non-Aussie moment. Um, it was, has a little bit of an S, uh, South Australian twist to it, but I'd love to, to see is the fact that Jamaica, or known as the Sunshine Girls, uh, they they knocked the Aussies off in the um, in the pool game, and then went straight and finished top of their pool. And, and beat New Zealand to uh, secure a spot in the final. Now they play 
they play Australia, uh, I think it's 5.30 tomorrow morning. So that's going to be a, a great contest. But the fact that two of their great stars, uh, Shamira Sterling and Latanya Wilson, who both play the Thunderbirds and are superstars of the Thunderbirds, that they get to play um, off against the Aussies. And looking forward to that. That's, a, that's, a, that's one for the everybody to, to tune into. Um, my favourite moments for the, the games, um, I think from an Australia perspective, I just can't go past uh, Matty De Rosario, sorry, um, and the fact that you know she won the she won the marathon, and then she backed it up and won the fifteen hundred. So that's a you know like a, an endurance event, and then basically into a sprint for her. It's a warm just goes to show the range, <laughs> just the range of like how you know she can go from one one extreme to the other. That's just phenomenal in in any sort of competition. Unbelievable. Uh, Jemima Montag, the 10,000 walk, that was, that was incredible yesterday. I really, liked, uh, really enjoyed that. Matthew Dennis winning the discus and then Oliver Hall last night. Um, that was just, well, like, I watched his, I actually watched the, um, the race before to get into the final and he didn't look great and he hadn't had a great world championship, but to come through and um, to win and the way that he did it, to beat two world champions, and I heard the great Bruce McAvaney say that's one of the best things he's ever seen. If that coming out of Bruce McAvaney's mouth, you know that it's 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 special. <laughs> so um, I was pretty happy with that. And just to touch on what you were mentioning, um, Marzi, around the Cole Charming stuff, um, obviously great to see him and, and Jeff Stenson from a South Australian perspective as well. But um, just I read a couple of articles from JM, James Magnuson um, and the pressures our elite swimmers are going through and have been, and he's obviously... Uh, through had had his challenges when he was swimming, and then even Emma McKeon and um, you know, our greatest of all has spoken out about just the exhaustion and the men mental toll that it takes on, on her on her as well. You know, we're talking about the goat that's coming out and saying this, and just the pressure. And I'll just throw a question to you, Blake: Is in Australian sports in general, and we've seen a lot of the stuff that, that's come out in in the AFL world as well. That we, that we know about, do, do we need to do more as Australians to protect our athletes? Because we love to celebrate them, but we don't tend to support them a lot. Um, and we think they're a little bit precious at times, but they do a, they're, they're incredible. And I just think that they cop a bit of a rough, rough stick. I think there's not enough done on the mental side of sports, like with team psychologists or individual psychologists with what they're dealing with. I think um, that is a big part of sport that is neglected and uh, they should get a lot more help in, in dealing with that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. They're, they go through a lot and there's not enough support network around them uh, to help them cope with uh, all that pressure and all the stuff that the media is throwing at them. There's not a lot of media training uh, for when you're going into these big events. You go from virtually nothing to the world's media coming into you're in focus so yeah there could be a lot more i just want to touch on uh, one of the other sports obviously the basketball side uh, the three on three although the men and women didn't win gold the men obviously uh, just fell short in their loss to england 
lost on the buzzer and the women had a great game against New Zealand for bronze and won 15-13. I love the wheelchair three-on-three and Lockie Dalton has become a new superstar of of the basketball world with their win, not only in the gold medal game 11-9 over Canada, but to get into that gold medal game. He was spectacular. And the women, of course, got silver against Canada. Um, Canada won quite easily. Oh, you're coming around, Marzi. You're coming around <laughs> to the Com Games. He wants to he talk about the Com Games. <laughs> I knew he would, Bungie. Look, we've got to take a quick break here on the Bungie and Brett's the show. Stay with us. A whole lot more coming your way on this Sunday morning. Driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. And we're having a whole lot of fun. Hope you are as well on this Sunday morning. Thanks for sharing it with us. You can get involved. Uh, give us a call on 1300 736 736 or shoot us a text on 0427 You've already had some feedback, I think, Marzi. Yeah, a couple of the guys uh, from the Fire East are uh, flinging some messages around to me. I hope they're enjoying the show. And uh, Bungie's with us as well on location. Uh, and no doubt feeling better now the show's underway and enjoying the banter. Oh, I certainly am, Jason. And by the end of this show, though, I reckon we'll be able to convince old mate that um, the com game is actually something that we all should appreciate and love and the fact that, um, you know, we should be celebrating our Aussie uh, Commonwealth Games athletes. Let me tell you, I think the Commonwealth Games should come to Adelaide. I know we've been in the past and failed and we were thinking about it now, we've ruled it out. But after watching the crowds everywhere, the supporters had there, the feel-good stories, Bungie, are you on board? Shall we get it to Adelaide? Oh, I think that'd be fantastic. We'll make Brettster an, an ambassador. And, um, yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be great. Just to just see everyone in, in uh, Birmingham just out supporting um, and it's great. We, we've had we've, we've had it in Australia, you know, a number of times now, um, but uh, it's never come down towards. That. It'd be great to have it in Adelaide. It's one of the most livable cities in the world. Why not? We've got the 500 back. Let's let's just take the the Com Games as well. Well, what it is as well is a, a good excuse to build some really good venues. And uh, although we do have some great venues already, it's uh, it is that added. Uh, pressure on the government to chuck in some money and uh, also businesses to support it and get some great venues around town. It's going to Victoria in 2026 and it'll be interesting to see uh, how that shapes up as well. Um, We're going to go on to SNFL uh, in a second as well, Bunge. And uh, what have you thought uh, of the finals, how they're shaping up? Um, For me, it's, it's real murky with the Crows and how that's going to play out in the finals. Um, obviously, if they face Clonelg, um, they won't be able to play a certain player. <laughs> um, and also, they're only allowed to play a certain amount of AFL-listed players, and those guys have to have played over 50% of the season. How does that all look for you, how the, the finals are shaping up? Well, well, we have to still have a few games to go, and obviously they've got a, um, a huge game today against uh, the Eagles. Well, it's a, it's a huge game for the Eagles. Must win for them to stay into, uh, in contention with the finals. But, yeah, the way it's shaping up is going to be uh, it's very interesting because, um, yeah, there's some, there's some results over the weekend that um, yeah, made, made things uh, a little bit interesting as well. So I'll just go through some of those contest that happened over the weekend. Bungie, let me jump in there just before you do the results because we've got Matty Goldsworthy from the Eagles on the phone and it is pre-game, so we need to get to him very quickly. And uh, Matty Goldsworthy... Oh, let's get Goldie out of the way. Yeah, 
great to have you with us. Thanks for your time, Matty. Hey, boys. Thanks for having me. Boys were just explaining, uh, if you don't win today against the Crows and they are favourites for the game, it's going to be awfully difficult for you to make finals. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to you guys chat then. It is going to be a big game today. Obviously, uh, the Crows are a pretty strong squad. Um, they've got Crouchy back in today running through the midfield. But as we saw yesterday, anyone can beat anyone on their day. There was some pretty interesting results yesterday. So hopefully we can uh, bring a good performance today and get a win. Matt, chalking up game 229. You draw level with Luke Jarrod now to uh, move into fourth on games played at the club. Um, by the end of the season, you could come up to second behind Justin uh, Chikicella. Um, what? Chikicella. Uh, yeah, that's that's who I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does that experience work with a lot of these uh, these young guys you're adding into the team to cover some of the injuries? Yeah, oh, I think it's probably. Um, yeah, we've got a few of us sort of older guys now. Tomo's chalked up 200 and. Um, yeah, I guess we lost a little bit of that senior experience um, over the last couple of years, um, retiring into the draft as well. So, yeah, a few of us older guys are trying to step up and help these younger guys out. We've got a, quite a few that have sort of only played that five, ten games or even less. So, um, yeah, trying to impart our experience on the boys, but also it's great to have these young guys in and playing with a bit of freedom and flair. you got to, um, you, you certainly got to keep going, Goldie, to beat Sicker because... He he gets a fair run with that playing two sixty six games, and uh, he sits on the on the hill at the Eagles own games there and um, loves skiting about the fact that he's the the, uh, the leading uh, uh, you know leading games um, holder at the club. But um, just on that, you mentioned about that that uh, the young boys coming in and obviously come down and, and watch a, a little bit. But just that uh, the changes in the team and I just. That, that that connection. Obviously, you've had a lot of injuries as well throughout the year, which hasn't hasn't been great. So there's no continuity, I guess, in, the, in terms of the team. But how how do you um, how do you fix that connection? You know, it's like a little bit of not, not so it's not a trust thing, but it's just the fact that yeah, you guys haven't played a lot of footy together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as I said, we've had a few guys go to the draft in the last couple of years, and even we've lost three boys to the draft since we sort of finished our list management at the start of this year. Plus probably, I think probably for us, our, as a team, our backs have um, kind of held up, but we probably haven't kicked enough score and we've had some of our key forwards out of the lineup. And um, yeah, we've had to bring some of those young guys in and it, I guess it just takes time. Like you can't just force it. I think some of the young boys who have come in have been around a while. Like obviously Connor's in his third or fourth year at the footy club. So I think we've been able to develop some pretty good relationships off the field, but it's going to take time playing footy together on the field to understand where blokes are going to be and how they sort of play. But, um, yeah, it's just a time thing, I think, mate. Matt, how much uh, has your dad uh, influenced your uh, career over over the whole of it? He was obviously a great player, uh, won the under-19 medal at the club. And, um, yeah, what's he? has he attributed to your career? Yeah, heaps, mate. Heaps. We've, well, I guess as a young fella growing up in the country, um, yeah, you kind of have a different coach every year. So dad was probably that one constant voice through my junior career. and um, Yeah, obviously him and mum driving me down a couple of times a week, every week from 15 to, to give me the opportunity to get where I am today. So yeah, super appreciative of that. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's one of those dads who's probably happy to let the coaches um at this sort of, since I've got to the Eagles, let the coaches tell me what to do. He's 
Um, yeah, pretty kind, I think. He doesn't tell me too much. He just, uh, yeah, lets the coaches sort of guide me there. Goldie, Matt, uh, Brett Maher's talking about your games you've played, your dad's... Impl- he's trying to retire you. Have you, are you, are you. Can you break <laughs> some exclusive news for us? You, surely you're going around next year. I mean, your form's good enough. Yeah, oh, I haven't got that far yet, but working at the footy club, I've got the coach and uh, Powley, the CEO, in my ear pretty constantly trying to convince me to go around again. But, um, yeah, I haven't got that far yet, but pretty pretty keen to make sure this year, um, yeah, a couple of important games coming up. It'll be nice to be playing some finals footy and, yeah, I'll sort of get to that, I think, after the year. Plenty of good footy left in those legs, mate. And uh, don't listen to those. Uh, don't listen to Mars. He's a bit of a naysay. He doesn't even like the com game. Hey, yeah, uh, mate. Obviously, some of the results. Uh, the Bloods did you guys a bit of a favour uh, yesterday as well, um, and, and you know kept the the Panthers at bay and probably ended their well has ended their their run into finals this year. But means that um, it it does become imperative that um, you guys go out and beat the Crows today. How do you how do you do that? Oh, I think it starts around the footy. Um, yeah, the Crows, uh, yeah, with Strawn in the ruck, he's probably one of the top couple of rucks in the competition and pair that with uh, Matty Crouch and Brett Turner, who's just sort of come across to them through the middle of the year. They're, yeah, I think they're the highest scoring team in the competition, so I think we probably need to get the ball in our half and keep it in there and give our towards a chance to score. So, um, yeah, we sort of found that last time when they got on top through the middle, they actually had... Riley O'Brien last time, which gave him a pretty big uh, boost. But, yeah, if, you, if they get on top through the middle, it's going to be hard, hard day for us. Uh, Matt, um, by no means am I t- trying to retire you like Casey. Ah, but, ah, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, my next question. <laughs> um, post-footy, uh, I have heard rumours that you uh, maybe want to join the fire service. I'm currently the longest-serving firefighter at SEN. Oh, stand and, by. Uh, That's a drive-by. <laughs> That's a drive-by. I hope Kane Corns doesn't hear that. <laughs> wow. Um, what, what are your thoughts for after, um, after the footy? You're obviously working at the club as well. What are your plans? Yeah, I, uh, you've got some interesting sources there. I'd love to find those ones out. But uh, um, with no luck as yet. But um, we've got, uh, yeah, obviously I work at the footy club. So um, I've nearly finished a business sport and rap degree at UniSA. So a couple of co- subjects to go. So I'm kind of already in the, the area I've initially set out to be. And I'm pretty happy at the footy club. So uh, finishing up, I'd probably stick out there. But, um, yeah, the fire is certain something just for me as well. Oh, well, Maddie, look, we really appreciate your time here this morning. We're hard on the 10 a.m. news. So play well today. Hope the Eagles can get it done and uh, make it through to the finals. And uh, good luck for the remainder of the season. Uh, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Matt Goldsworthy there. And our special guest from the Eagles, as I mentioned, it's 10 o'clock. The Bungie and Bretster show will continue right after the news. The SEN app. Download it today and never miss a moment of... This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. Yes, it is. And hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning with us here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. A whole lot more to get through. Great to have Matty Goldsworthy on from the Sandville. And Brett Maher, I think you're going to hear more about that. Did you catch that on the way through, Bungie? Uh, that sounded definitely like a drive-by on Kane Corns. Yeah, the longest-serving fiery. Well, um, yeah. How long you been there, Brett? Uh, just about seven years, seven and a bit years. So wow. yeah, I've I've probably got caned by a good six and a half at least. <laughs> 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 
said some fighting words there. I have to, uh, have to get a comment there from uh, from Cornsy. I'm sure he, uh, he'll, he'll fire back. I'm sure he will. Well, look, uh, we'd like uh, some feedback from the fans out there as well. If, if you're enjoying the show, you can get involved with us. Just give us a call on 1300 736 736 or shoot us a text on 0427 And We wanted to turn our attention now back to motorsport. We love our motorsport. We just had the bend on the weekend. It was outstanding. And, of course, quickly after that, they've announced that the Adelaide 500 is coming back December 1st to 4th. And it's going to be huge with the killers headlining the entertainment. This is world-class, boys. I, I think it is great. The killers would be great to go watch, along with Jimmy Barnes, Ice House, Noiseworks. Got some great entertainment spread over the nights. And uh, who would be your pick to go watch there, Bungie? Oh, I was, was going to be excited when I saw the Saturday lineup, as you mentioned there, Marzia, Jimmy Barnes, Ice House and Noiseworks. Friday night, uh, the presets and Baker Boy. Um, not bad. I, I don't mind that. I wouldn't mind doing that. I mean, the killers on Sunday. Um, it sort of makes that, uh, it's certainly enticing to go and, uh, look at, uh, I guess, yeah, you, you, know, you looked at the four day passes, uh, about 160 bucks for an adult, uh, I think $159. So, um, makes that sort of worthwhile. You go to, uh, get some, be able to, to, to go to the concerts and, and listen to that. That's, uh, that's pretty good value for money. I know, um, they've, it's just coming back, but it seems to me like they're taking their time getting things ready. Um, I haven't seen too much going on around the streets. I know they're going to resurface the circuit or most of it, at least 70% of it. So that'll be great for the drivers. We'll see less rubble and that on the tracks, better traction, etc. there. But even with the stands and all that, normally by now you'd start to see all that stuff going up. And I know they sold them because they were getting a bit old after um, – we uh, lost the event, but bringing it back, they're going to have to get the stands and that going up pretty soon, I would have thought. I think I think the the government's scouring eBay and all those sorts of places <laughs> to, to to buy back the stands, Bresta. <laughs> well, let's hope they can. <laughs> we might have to take your own. Well, just be great to have that uh, world class event back here in Adelaide. I mean, the Australian supercar drivers are some of the best in the world, and it's such an exciting event as well. There's high octane, and not only just the supercars, but all the other events as well. We'll keep Cara Jenkins in the loop on the Bungie and Bretster show. But for motorsport fans, this is a massive event. And the good thing is, supercars and the drivers and everyone concerned love coming to Adelaide. It's huge for our economy. Well, we, we listened to Cara last week and got her intel and the, the fact that the drivers actually love Adelaide and we know that they loved the 500 in the past and the, the street circuit has always, well, it was always been one of the highlights on the calendar case and the fact that, um, you know, we get to, we get to do that again. Um, and Adelaide is, a, is one of the, I, I think across Australia, I think one of the most well supported, um, uh, racing uh, fans are, are here in Adelaide. We love it. We love the V8s, you know, the, I guess, you know, the, uh, the history of Holden's here um, and the fact that, um, you know, we, we, we were the, I guess, you know, outside of Bathurst and Sandown and um, probably one of the biggest races in, on the Australian calendar. So really excited about that. And one of the races that I'm, I'm excited about, obviously the, the uh, the 500 itself, but the they've got the touring car, um, uh, which is the the retro series, which is pre 1981. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see some of those old old um, older cars coming out. You know, you're looking at your 
actually won Tiranas or your A9Xs versus the GT Falcons or the the Valiants and the souped-up Chargers and things like that. That's the stuff that, that, that I love to see on the on the race circuit and certainly would be good to, to go and watch. Not for me. I like the trucks uh, as they go over the jump. And when they go over the jumps, I, I don't know if you've seen that live, Bungie, but they are spectacular. Um, firing up, going over the jumps, always a great chance for a crash. And I think that's what the people are really there to what see. What about a fire truck jump? <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I'm willing to try. Good. I'm willing to have a crack case. I don't know uh, if we can... Some of the new trucks we've got, I don't think they'll let us take them, but maybe one of the old banged-up trucks. Uh, I think that'd be spectacular. Well, we got great to see that rivalry, though, of the uh, the Ford and Holden back in back in South Australia, and something that we have been missing since the, since we, we we lost the 500 and the, the street circuit. Um, it has got a bit of a dampener on the calendar, but certainly. Come December one to four, she's going to be heating up, and we're putting ourselves back on the, I guess, the world stage in terms of um, the way that um, Adelaide can host events. Ah, uh, great to have it back. It is back, and we'll be back right after this here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. Adelaide Giants, home to some of the best baseball players and prospects in the world. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts: Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. And we appreciate you sharing your Sunday morning with us here. Brett Maher and John Casey in the studio and Andrew Bungie McLeod on secret location, uh, but coming to us loud and clear. Time for us to turn our attention now to the EPL, which has commenced the new season. And we're going to be updating the scores every week and we're going to be speaking to special guests as well. I know all the aficionados of the EPL are well across it, but uh, in scores overnight, Bournemouth 2 defeated Aston Villa 0. Leeds 2-1 win over Wolves. Newcastle 2-0 over Notts Forest. Spurs 4-1 over Southampton. And Chelsea defeated Everton 1-0. And, of course, uh, yesterday, Arsenal 2-0 winners over Crystal Palace. And Liverpool and Fulham, a 2 all draw, an absolute thriller. So some interesting results. And, as I say, we're going to maintain uh, a good EPL presence here on the Bungie and Bretster Show because we love the round ball code. And we are excited about the Australia Cup that's coming up soon, Brett Maher. Yes, the two Adelaide teams going head-to-head. And what I like about that is the Calvert connection. He uh, won some championships, obviously, uh, with uh, Adelaide City. And, uh, yeah, that clash is going to be great on the 17th of August. So, yeah, looking forward to that. A bit of uh, interstate rivalry goes a long way. Well, looking at um, that, that rivalry, and obviously Adelaide City, one of Australia's most um, successful clubs, having been crowned three-time champions in their 76 history, national champions, that is, um, and producing players like the Aloisi brothers, John and Ross, Tony and Aurelio Vidmar, Alex Tobin, um, current coach Damian Morris as well, as you mentioned, Carl Viet. So there will be, um, uh, I think this will be a fiery contest, this one, um, and a must-watch game in the round of 16 for um, for everyone, for all all the soccer fans, all football fans. I think it's, uh, it's a game that everyone's been crying out for for a long time. So um, given the, that history of Adelaide City and, um, you know, Adelaide United coming in um, after the, I guess, the, the um, you know, the breakdown of the, uh, the, NSL, the NSL days where we had um, Adelaide City and West Adelaide playing in that national competition, 
this is going to I reckon it's going to be a fiery clash, boys. Yeah, well, they're expecting, I guess, over 5,000 people out at South Australia's Jeps Cross headquarters. So it uh, should be heaps of fans out there. And what I like about this is that you can have a, a local league team going up against a national league team, uh, national league players going back to their clubs to play in these games. I really like that feel about it. Obviously, the National League team has got a huge advantage uh, over the local league team, but uh, I think it still creates a great atmosphere and is a great uh, opportunity for some young players in the local league as well. What do you think? Certainly is. Um, yeah, I know, certainly is. Certainly is, and it, you know, it's great. And those pathways, I think, creating those pathways and the fact that you know we get to see um, you know in this cup rounds is that uh, we get to see you know the. the these local sides that are coming through, and I know that um, through um, my connections back home in Darwin, so some of the, the Darwin sides, I think Mindel Aces is playing in, in the competition as well. The, the, that, that talent, that young talent, there's a bit of a pathway coming through. You get to play against these sides, put yourself on show, um, and opportunity that you, you might not have had, um, suddenly, all of a sudden, they, they arise, and you, know, you, you, you get uh, you, you know, your club in particular gets uh, some some national coverage uh, and your players as well. So, you know, there's um, yeah, we'll see see some of those uh, I guess people or, or players getting recruited from um, some of these lesser known places, which is exciting for for some of the talent that's coming through. So, um, I know Casey did touch on uh, the the EPL results, and I watched the Liverpool Fulham game. Um, and I think Liverpool would be pretty disappointed in that, um, in the fact that they they came from behind twice in that two-all draw. Um, and given that, I guess on the back of last year, and uh, you know they would have wanted to get off to a, to a bit of a flying start. And because um, all the talk is, will it be Man City and Liverpool um, again after um, you know finishing one-two last season, um, and in that tight, really tight race, which is only one point in the end, but. Um, all the all the drama in the EPL seems to be um, around one person at the moment, and that's uh, wanted to get your thoughts, guys, on the Ronaldo um, scenario, which is Willie or Woney. What what does United do? Man United do with their uh, Portuguese international superstar? Because um, yeah, there seems to be um, a little bit of tension as to whether or not um, he's going to stay or they're going to move him on. You know, it's a big distraction, isn't it? I think whatever they do, they've got to make their mind up pretty quickly. I mean, the worry is that they won't score as many goals if they get rid of him. But if you look at the year before, they scored more goals than this year anyway when they didn't have him. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing is is that just make your mind up. Keep him, and you've got a superstar that you can market and still get some good use out of, or move him on. And uh, obviously, that'll free up a fair bit of cash as well. What do you think, Case? Oh, look, I think that it's... uh, I just like watching him play. And uh, I think any league would love to have him. Could he come and play a guest appearance here in the (laughs) A-League? Could we afford that? I know... Well, Adelaide United have reached out to Messi in the past. Why not bring him over here? But, uh, no, superstar of the game. And as you say, a little bit of a distraction for them as well. And at the point here, and you're talking so much money, but uh, these players, unlike... Uh, some other codes that we're involved with, they seem to move and they move from country to country and they keep moving around and taking their skills elsewhere. So sharing the love, but obviously it's great to enjoy.
Who's better, Bungie, Messi oh. or Ronaldo? Who do you reckon? Oh, I think it's um, uh, 6-1-1 dozen the other, really. Isn't it? I don't know. I think they're both they're both great, and that debate is um, it's it's um, it's like the debates we have about basketball, Brester. What well, is the go? Uh, yeah, and a lot of the players are split. Um, I think uh, probably slightly leaning towards Messi from a lot of the shows and specials that I've watched. But two spectacular players. Um, I'd pay to watch both of them. That's for sure. Uh, no doubt about I'll t- that. I tell you what, though, Case. I tell I'll tell you what, Case. If you actually did invest in those players, I reckon that wouldn't matter what you paid for them. You'd probably make up in in um, in uh, jersey sales or or kit sales because um, they tend to, uh, even though they cost you, you know, an arm and a leg, they probably um, do all right for you in terms of. Uh, selling merchandise. Oh, no doubt about that. There'll be plenty of merch. But, of course, uh, as we mentioned, the big game here in Adelaide, it's on Wednesday week. So Wednesday, August 17, 7 o'clock, out at Jepps Cross, Adelaide City against Adelaide United in the Australia Cup round of 16. I love a Cinderella story. Imagine if Adelaide City were to upset them. That would be outstanding. But uh, we've got a whole lot more coming your way here on this Sunday morning on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We're going to talk State League netball because the grand final's on next week. Stay with us. We'll be speaking about that shortly. Adelaide Giants, home to some of the best baseball players and prospects in the world. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. Thanks very much for joining us here on a Sunday morning. Brett Maher in the studio with John Casey and Andrew McLeod on location, a secret location. And we are all South Australia and we want to talk about Netball SA Premier League Grand Final coming up on Friday night. And Lucy Austin from Matrix has joined us on the line after winning on Friday night to get through to the Grand Final. Congratulations, Lucy. Thanks for joining us. Well... We thought we had Lucy there. We just lost her for the moment. Hello. Oh, there's there Lucy. Go. Thanks very much. Oh. We got you. Sorry <laughs> about that, Luce. <laughs> You're up. Hey, congratulations. That's uh, an outstanding effort to get through to the grand final again and uh, going against Contacts, the arch rivals. So this is going to be a big week. Yes, it's definitely going to be a hard game on Friday night, but we're very excited. I feel like we're very prepared. So we'll see how we go. Uh, Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Um... Oh, sorry, Brett. I'll jump in there. Just uh, obviously, it's a, it's been a, a bit of a rise for yourself over the last few years. You you uh, you made your Premier League debut in in uh, 2019 as a 17 year old. Um, you had some uh, success in in 2020 playing in that uh, grand final win um, over Contacts, uh, where you were the game's MVP, and then uh, last year um, actually won the Premier League. Uh, most valuable player, um, but uh, unable to uh, capitalise on on your great form and lost the the grand final to the arch enemy contacts by a, a very small margin of one point. So, and um, I, I read a comment that you said that it still hurts thinking about it. Is that uh, is that the the driving um, force for for this weekend? Uh, sorry, for next Friday night. So I can't understand you very well, but um, I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be dangerous, Lucy. That could be dangerous. Um, uh, but tell I us, yeah, just just regarding, I think you know. Let's talk there about go, the the great uh, rivalry that you have 
between contact and matrix. <laughs> and, you know, it, it really is, uh, it's fierce and it's been going for a long time. It must be a great yeah. rivalry to be part of. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, most of the girls in the contact team are some of my best mates. So, um, but definitely white line fever as soon as we, um, the whistle's blown. There's no love lost, really. And uh, the game against South Adelaide, you girls uh, must have been pretty happy with that, smashing them 77-43. Everything must have clicked and gone right, which is a good time of year to have that happen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was a bit nervous at that quarter time when it was even. But, um, yeah, it was good that we could push on and really value our turnovers. So hopefully we can do the same thing this Friday. And tell us, your recent results, you played just a couple of weeks ago, it was 55-51 in favour of contacts. And the previous games this season in round eight, it was 62-45 in the way of uh, Matrix. And I think um, then you played in round one as well. So in that contest, 36-55. So that's going way back. But your most recent game, just a four-goal margin. So we're expecting a tight finish. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a close game. It's always... I mean, that middle game of the season, um, don't really know what happened there, but um, we'll, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a close game, but hopefully we can also blow them out a bit. Lucy, have you been uh, keeping an eye on the Commonwealth Games, the uh, the girls over there uh, into the gold medal game? Have you been watching some of that? Yes, it's so exciting to see some of my teammates, like Shamira and Lassie and, um, and Eleanor, who's coming over next year. Um, so cool to see them up there and, Playing for a gold medal. Lucy, who are you cheering for? You've got your teammates on one team uh, playing against Australia. Now, be careful here. <laughs> I know. I'm cheering for netball. Go netball. <laughs> <laughs> Netball's the easy, The easy yeah. way out. Love it. So what, what's going to be the What's going to be the secret this week, uh, Lucy, to, to knocking off contacts? Um, I think just valuing our turnovers. And, um, you know, they've got a good goal circle. They've got good defenders as well, but we've also got great players. So um, I think just as soon as we get that turnover, just valuing the ball and not throwing it in and wasting it. And before we let you go, just a quick word on uh, the uh, Thunderbirds. Big season coming up. Yes, very excited to get stuck into it. I think we start in October, so... A big year ahead. A big year ahead. Well, good luck with the grand final and hopefully we can talk to you again as a premiership winner this time next week. So uh, it's going to be a big night and let's hope that everyone can get down and support it there. Uh, The grand final of the Netball SA Premier League and it's also the reserves um, is going to be between Matrix and Contacts as well. So we really appreciate your time. Good luck with it, Lucy. Thanks so much. Hopefully we can get the double header. Thanks for having me on. That's great. Great to have Lucy Austin, one of the superstars of SA Netball, here with us on the Bungie and Brettster Show. We're coming up to the 10.30 news. Stay with us. A whole lot more coming up after this. Adelaide Giants, home to some of the best baseball players and prospects in the world. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Brettster Show. Ah, it's a busy Sunday morning here on SENSA 1629. Really appreciate you being with us. And it's a big day in many sports. And you can text us your thoughts on 0427 154 166. The talkback line is 1300 736 736. Brett Maher in the studio with John Casey. And we've got Andrew McLeod on location. And Bungie, you like this because the text has come through. And it's from Travis from Dover Gardens. 
And he writes, Bungie, can you ask Brett what happened to his firefighter calendar photos? We at the station have seen them and they are borderline offensive. We went on Hasty White and I don't want to go on with the rest, but I don't know if uh, have you been uh, had access to these photos as such, Bungie? I don't know if I've had access to it, but I do know that um, he does raid his rig and uh, he often talks about his biceps oh and uh, how many how many chin-ups he can do. He reckons he holds the record for chin-ups at the fire station and, and uh, tried to challenge me um, a, a couple of years ago, but um, we actually didn't get to, to do that as part of one of our challenges. So um, I'd I be interested I bent, to see. I bent the chin-up bar. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I would need July. I'd probably need a double-page spread these days to get into the calendar. <laughs> no, the old rig's not looking too flash at the moment. And thanks, Trav, for bringing that up. Uh, really much appreciated. Well, let's talk about the AFL. And first up, it is now official, despite everyone jumping the gun for the last couple of weeks, the loss last night to Richmond means Port Adelaide's finals hopes are over. Certainly does, unit, okay. very athletic, outstanding player, fruit of a man, hasn't peaked yet, hasn't gone close to it. Game number 59, as the siren sounds. And it's a 38-point victory to the Tigers. A fighting fury with the Tigerland. So Bungie, all over for Port Adelaide, what have you made of their season? Yeah, I think um, probably disappointing is a, is a word that comes to mind. Case is uh, you know, and um, based on that that game last night, the the question still lingers around Port's ability to beat top eight sides. Um, I think in this year they only beat Sydney, um, who who are in the top eight, um, and that's a I guess a question they'll be they'll be asking themselves, um, and we've we've heard. Ken Hinckley talk about, you know, um, moments and patches that have let him down. And, you know, that third quarter last night um, was when the damage was done again. Tigers kicked seven goals, four. Um, and, you know, really put them to the sword. So those, I think those moments can have continued to let them down all year where they've had lapses and um, those lapses are costly. And, and like you said, it's, it's certainly... Um, it's certainly um, I guess ice their finals um, yeah, ability to play finals now, Brester. They're um, you know uh, playing, you know, blokes will be playing for careers and um, I guess you know their spot uh, uh, next year. Yeah, I watched that game. Uh, the clearances were the big thing for me. Richmond just got on top there, smashed them. Their defense was really strong as well. I tell you what, what are your thoughts on Shy Bolton? He is a very Fun to watch. He took one hanger there. I think that was in the third as well. He he did a couple of rugby seven sidesteps. So he'd be he'd be uh, pretty handy to have on your team, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, he is. He's actually um, he, he's really turning into one of the the competition's um, very good players, and uh, you know probably one thing that. Like he he he's got everything. He's he's great in the air. He's good on the ground. He's got speed. Um, the one thing that probably continues to um, probably frustrate him a bit is his goal kicking. And, and last night, I think he kicked four goal five or four goal six. And um, yeah, like I think um, the probably the, the scoreboard. Um, you know, if you if you looked at the scoreboard in, 
uh, the scoreline, it, it looked like the game was probably a bit closer than it was because Richmond had a lot of opportunities um, and, and probably easy goals um, that if they kicked, that, that scoreline could have been uh, very different. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, and, and you mentioned the stoppages. Richmond, they don't usually do that, dominate the stoppages. It's something that, um, you know, that's that hasn't been one of their, I guess, their strengths. Um, but they just defended well and Port's connection into their forward half, which um, probably has been a, a bit of a concern when they um, they just they just could not penetrate Richmond's defence. And uh, when they did turn the ball over, um, it, it pretty much went back the other way and, and ended up in a in a scoring opportunity. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I guess they'd all be very disappointed. And you know when, when the season uh, promised so much. Um, and the, uh, the talk of finals and, and winning premierships um, were on the table. Um, you know, it's a, it's it, it, like I mentioned earlier, it is a, a probably a, a disappointing season for them and their fans. Yeah, I personally would have liked to have seen a bit more fight after halftime when Richmond started getting on top. Just didn't see it. They just seemed to go limp and give up a bit too easily for my liking. Um, they were mathematically still a chance. Richmond had a lot more to play for and. And looking at Richmond going into the finals, I certainly wouldn't want to face them. If you're one of the top four sides and you get them, that'd be uh, a little bit hard, especially when you think like they've got to bring Dusty back into that lineup as well. Um, what do you think Richmond's chances are after that game last night? Oh, I think I think they're a dangerous side, Bretzer. Richmond are definitely a dangerous side. I put them in the same category as a as a Collingwood, where. Uh, teams uh, would be fearful of playing them because of that unpredictability, uh, and we saw that on uh, on fr- uh, Friday night with um, with with Collingwood against Melbourne as well. Is that um, you know they just they they are able to find a way that manic pressure. Um, Richmond are very very much the same, and um, it's what they do off the ball that that is is quite scary. And um, yeah, I think that. Um, you know, and, and some results went Richmond's way, uh, which you know allows them to to be able to be in that um, in the contentions for finals, which is great. But I, I think they they provide a bit of a scary, um, uh, you know, like they're a scary side for 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 any team that's going to come up and play against them in in September. And given, I guess, you know, the history of of what they've been able to do in in the last you know four years. Very exciting team as well, Bungie. It's all over. It's all over. They cannot be beaten. The siren rings out around the MCG. They've done it again, the Pies. They win by seven points in a truly unforgettable game of football. And this Collingwood team is just a force that can't be stopped. Uh, Anthony Hudson at his best there, getting super excited. What a final series we've got to look forward to. But we have got a, we're going to have a final here in Adelaide later this year because the showdown could well decide positions on the ladder, Bungie. It's going to be massive if that's the case. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be a cracker. Um, and bragging rights is always, you know, that cross-town rivalry case is always important. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's... Um, you know the way the way things have panned out. It's it's something that your fans. It's probably the only game the fans will be looking forward to um, come come the end of the season. And it's, it's certainly one that uh, again with pride on the line. Um, 
you know, going out and, and finishing off on the right note. And, you know, if you can get one up o- over the old arch enemy, then, um, you know, she's always, she's always good. And if people, you know, say they don't care or they're, they're kidding themselves because it um, doesn't matter where these, where you know, Port or Crow sit on the ladder, you always want to win the showdown. Bungie, just a quick one for you. That Collingwood game uh, the other night, I watched it and I unfortunately backed Melbourne. I thought that they were going to win and with probably 10 minutes to go, I was looking good. But uh, they just keep finding a way. Um, what are your thoughts on them coming into finals? Because a lot of people keep writing them off. They just keep proving people wrong. What are your thoughts on them, their finals uh, hopes coming uh, down this final part of the season? Well, they're, they're in for they're- with, along with Geelong, they're the most informed team, Bristol, I would suggest. And um, as I mentioned, they are they are scary to play against. And I think the one thing that stands out for me is their pressure. Um, the pressure they were able to put on Melbourne, uh, their contested um, footy, you know, that last few minutes. And you see them be able to shut down the game as well, um, to take hold of that. Um, and... You know, they've got some weapons across the, I guess, you know, across the park. And you you look at their midfield um, and, you know, when Pendlebury's, you know, side bottom, um, you know, Tagoe goes in there and, like, he was a bit of a, a stoppage beast on, on uh, Friday night and able to, to you know, get, get them moving forward against arguably the AFL's best midfield, you know. And you, you look at... Um, Oliver, um, Gorn, you've got, you've got Viney Petrarca in there. Like those guys are, you know, they're they're elite, and they're they're the they're, they've been the best of the best. Um, but Dugowie was just able to get in there and, and to thrust that ball forward. And um, obviously Collingwood have got some they've got some um, unpredictability up forward too, and have unearthed a guy that um, well. He's, he's been in there. He, they picked him up last year. But young Ash Johnson come in and he kicked four goals and a couple of those in the in the last quarter um, under some real heat when the game was in the balance and um, he, there were some moments there where um, Ash Johnson he's he's been a bit of a footy journeyman. Um, you know he's been he's been around the place. Comes from Halls Creek um, and uh, yeah he, he came to Adelaide, spent some time. He played as a top up. For the the crows in the in the SANFL, so they had a bit of a look at him, and then um, he, he played for Sturt as well. Um, got picked up in the mid-season draft by Collingwood and went there, and he was he was outstanding. I thought, um, particularly when the game was in the balance. Obviously, got surrounded by guys like Jamie Elliott as well, but um, they're, they're solid down back, just across the park, and they're playing some really exciting footy, um, and you know. My boys, the Dacos boys, they're going really well too, Bradster. They are indeed. They are indeed. I'll jump in there, Bungie, because we need to take a break. I'm sure everyone listening to the Bungie and Bretster show would like to hear your thoughts on the Crows and all the news that's come out this week. We're going to do that right after this. Adelaide Giants, home to some of the best baseball players and prospects in the world. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. And it's approaching 11 o'clock, 10 minutes to, in fact, and we are with Brett Maher in the studio and John Casey and Andrew McLeod on location. And, Bungie, I guess everyone would like to hear your thoughts on the news that has broken this week around the Adelaide Crows and the infamous camp. Oh, look, uh, Case, I think it's, yeah, 
it's hard to escape, isn't it? And uh, you know, there's um, uh, yeah, I guess you know, with uh, Eddie coming out, um, releasing his book earlier in the week, and um, you know, and, and a, a chapter, I think chapter 17 was based on his, his experiences and um, you know what what he felt um, happened. Uh, then listening to Josh Jenkins um, speak on Friday and, and Bryce Gibbs yesterday, um, yeah, there's obviously a lot of people are hurting. Um, you know, from from what's happened, they've been quite. Um, I guess they when um, you know over the last three or four years, and um, you know sometimes uh, it takes things. You know, like writing a book. Um, and I, I, people have, I've heard people talking about the timing of things, but um, you know, uh, when when is it right? Uh, these guys playing footy um, still were, were at the time. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went on, and um, yeah, you know, finding your voice is, is sometimes hard, and particularly when you feel like you're not supported. And the courage that they've shown to, to come out and to um, you know, I guess speak their truth um, and and tell their their stories is is very brave and you know I, I've certainly um, you know I feel for for the experiences that they had um, I think we all do and um, you know I think it's it's something that uh, I guess in in the sport of AFL that, that we need to be better um, you know duty of care comes to mind when when you hear um, people speak about their experiences, and yeah, it, it is it is sad. Um, and you know, for um, I guess the the crows now, and I've heard Tim Silvers and um, Maddie Nix come out, and um, you know they've they've been um, very good in the way that that they've spoken and talked about um, you know. Um, you know, and apologising and, and um, feeling that pain as well, and um, wanting to reach out to to the players and and have those conversations. And you know, it might not have happened on their watch, but as I guess as custodians, um, you inherit the past. Um, and as um, some interesting some in- interesting commentary, I guess everyone's got an opinion on it as well. Um, one that that. Um, you know, I've sort of been following a bit is Jared Waitley's been very strong in, um, you know, his stance um, and he, you know, his belief, um, you know, of the Adelaide Football Club. Um, and there's a, there's a um, you know, he, he spoke and there's an article on uh, on the SEN um, uh, news as well around, uh, you know, he believes that the Adelaide Football Club exploited, exploited his position in the South Australian footy landscape to keep the details of the, the camp quiet for so long um, and, you know, exploring their advantage in their position in the town um, has been, this is in his words, been party to a protection racket and, and their media has fallen into that and silence and marginalise any voice that dares to get to near the truth. Um, and he, he said, he, he went on to say that it echoes what happened at West Coast during the, the that drug fueled era. Um, and, and with their hold on the town, um, so yeah, it's, I, I guess it's sad, and um, you know, hopefully that um, you know, in I guess in time, and the, that 
you know, um, but now that these guys have come out and, and, and um, you know, been able to find their voice and to, 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 to tell their truth and that um, other guys can, can also come forward. I think it's, it's one thing that, you know, it's, it's a way of, I guess, of healing is to, to get it out there and to, um, you know, it's, it's something that the club certainly needs to, to deal with. And like I said, I'll, I'll just commend um, uh, Tim Silvers and, and, and Matthew Nixon, the way that they've got on the front foot and um, they want to certainly get, you know, support and, um, you know, help, I guess, help in any way they can to um, um, right the wrongs of the past. Well, Bungie, uh, we talk about the club. What, what should be the repercussions there? Obviously, there's been investigations. That's going to go further. There's at least seven players that have approached Greg Griffin, apparently, uh, that are going to look at uh, suing the club and uh, et cetera there. There's only one guy from the club left from that uh, upstairs office area that was part of that regime back when that camp was held. Of course, that's Mark Rusciuto. What are your thoughts on that? The only one left. Should he uh, resign or should he uh, should he stay? Oh well, I've obviously yeah seen some of the the, the commentary around that. Bresser suggesting that maybe um, Rue's um, uh, position is is untenable, but um, it's hard when you you know I, I certainly wasn't privy to what was, what's what went on or what's happened and the who's part of the decision makers and. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, from my perspective as a past player of the footy club, it, it is sad that, you know, that that experience for players, um, and, you know, particularly what, what was, what was said and done. And, um, it, if that's the case, then, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't, uh, don't know. And I'm, I don't want to. Don't want to pro- uh, make a comment on that at all, Marzi, because you know this, this is not my place to do that. But um, yeah, it's it's a it was a sad it's been a sad few days for the footy club, and um, you know it's it's going to take some some time to, to to move past this. It's certainly broken some of the players. Uh, some guys from work uh, did mention that they had seen Josh Jenkins uh, walking his cat on a lead in the rain. So uh, <laughs> if that doesn't say you're broken, I don't know what is. But for me, and talking to a lot of people about this, the big concern is that if these players were hurting so much about this, why has it taken four or five years and a book for them to come out? Why haven't they individually or as a group gone themselves, found a lawyer and done it up until this point? Why has it taken this? And I know some of them have been playing during that time, are still at the club, and that's a difficult point, uh, a position to be in to do it. But that's just a big question that keeps getting brought up when I'm talking about it with other people. Where have they been? Like, why is it uh, come out this way? Yeah, I, I'm not, not sure. I, I guess that's, yeah. Um, oh, sometimes uh, you wrote a book, Marzi. I've written a book, um, some of that, is and, and I heard Eddie talk about that as part of that healing process as well. You know, is to, to unpack it and, and deal with it. And sometimes, you know, when you've been exposed to some, some to trauma, um, is that you tend to, you know, 
particularly as males, we tend to keep everything um, inside um, as well and, and not to share that. But, um, you know, sometimes when you, when, you, when you do unpack this stuff and, you know, Josh Jenkins, I think, was sitting on that um, statement for, had, had written that um, a fair while ago as well, you know, to, to, to unpack himself. So, yeah, and, and hear the, the commentary from, from Bryce Gibbs, um, you know, talking about that, you know, he he didn't feel he was right. He came in at a time when, um, you know, in 2018, and he wasn't there in that, in that grand the grand final, and he was trying to just um, sort of uh, fit in as well. Um, didn't think it was his place to speak up as he was trying to just to, to you know, but he you know he, he wishes he did. Um, yeah, sometimes it just it, it does take some time, Brett, to, to to find your voice, and I can I can understand that. Um, and you know, like I I really feel I I sat there listening to Josh Jenkins um, talk, and um, my heart was certainly heavy. Um, you know, listening to the stuff that that Eddie spoke about as well, and um, you know, I just um, you know that's that's something that I guess when when you're at a football club and you you commit to them, um, you know that uh, that duty of care and uh, you know as a as a family and um, you, that's a place of place of safety, place where you want to feel safe and protected and um, you know place where they have your best interests at heart and um, I guess that that trust. It was broken, um, and it feels like there's that there was broken there. And obviously, the, those people that were there were there at the time. There's a lot, a lot of them have moved on, no longer there. But that pain, you can feel. It's that that's that pain is real for these guys. Um, and um, yeah, I just hope that there's an opportunity now for these like yeah you know, the guys that were part of that that are feeling exactly the same and probably don't have have that voice that they can have some confidence and, you know, and, and reach out to, to these guys or to whoever and to start to, to voice their truth. And, um, you know, that's part of that healing process and, and, and reconciling with the past is um, to move forward, I think is important. Um, and yeah, it's a sad day for our sport, but, you know, hopefully that's, you know, um, we've seen things happen in, in the past that haven't been great and, we learn from them, we can move forward and make sure that this never happens to, to anybody again. I think everyone would agree with you on that, Bungie, and there is still some traffic to uh, to flow, but let's hope that we do learn from this and we come out the other side even better. It's time for the news here. It's the Bungie and Bretchley Show on a Sunday morning. We'll be back right after this. Studio and Andrew McLeod on location today. We'd love your feedback as well. Give us a call on 1300 736 736 or shoot us a text on 0427 154 166. And you can also check us out on Twitter, Facebook, all the socials as well. But with Mr. Basketball in the studio, time to talk about some hoops. And there's plenty going on as per usual, Brett. There is indeed the finals uh, scenario has been announced for the NBL for this year. They're going to do a new idea of a play-in, which is what they do over in the NBA. Obviously, there's a heap more teams in the NBA, which makes it probably a bit more viable 
Uh, NBL have looked at it. They like the look of it and are going to try it. You can get online and see if you can work it out. But it's pretty much a six out of the ten teams are going to play in that finals um, roster. A couple get knocked out early. You'll end up with a semi-final. That'll go to a three-game, and then the grand final will be a five-game series. So gives uh, a lot of teams a good chance at playing finals, Case. Yeah, it's certainly I'm looking forward to it. I think give those teams an extra look and just add another layer to the final scenario. Great news this week from my point of view is the 36ers are going to be playing some NBA teams, including Josh Giddy's Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, they're going to play OKC. Uh, obviously, we saw them play in the preseason stuff over there. Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren look exciting as a, a young combo, and they've got Shea Gilgius Alexander is their superstar. So it's a great opportunity for the Sixers to go over and play against that talent. And also that link with Josh Giddy is great. And, and then to back it up with a game against the Phoenix Suns where um, our guards in particular will get tested, playing against Devin Booker and Chris Paul, who are two of the great guards. So Sunday Deck and Mitch McCarron will have a pretty big night uh, on that occasion. But I think that's been great, not only um, for the players, but for the fans, that link between the NBA and NBL, and I think it's helped elevate basketball in this country back even more uh, than what it has been the last five or six years since we've been doing these games has uh, has really elevated it. Now, Brett, uh, back a bit closer to home, uh, Robert Franks has uh, recently signed just a couple of months ago with the Sixers um, and has been one of the, I guess, one of the, uh, the good, the, the very good players in the league over the last uh, last twelve months. Um, he might not actually he suit up for the Sixers, or there's talk about him actually being uh, maybe moved to heading us to Europe. Well, yeah, there's rumours flying around uh, that he has got an out clause to Europe, and I uh, will be doing some digging this week. And if it doesn't break this week, I'll hopefully have that news for us uh, next Sunday. Nothing is concrete at the moment. It's all rumour and innuendo. But it'd be a shame. Um, I think CJ and his team have done a great job in recruiting in the off-season. And if he does leave, that would be a big dent. But uh, we have seen some other good news in the NBL. Uh, Vernon Davis, who's an NFL player, has joined the ownership group of the Bullets, which I think is great. We're seeing some NBA players and big professional players in the States investing in the league here. So they can see a, a real upside. And... There was a huge rumour, um, which could be interesting, that Bronny James, LeBron James's son, could come out here in 2023. He's obviously got uh, either college or G League for their team Ignite. But uh, we are an option, and that would be pretty special, wouldn't it, to have uh, LeBron maybe pop down and watch his kid play? Well, yeah. Could you get a father-son, Joe? We talked about oh. uh, maybe, you know, that one of the EP or we talked about maybe Ronaldo or Messi a bit earlier in the show, but... His father's son, duo of the James boys, coming out and uh, suiting up for the Sixers would be all right. Boost attendance, wouldn't it, Jeepers? <laughs> what about uh, Bill Russell? That was sad too, wasn't it, this week? Yeah. Um, I mean, what an absolute superstar. Let's put this in perspective. Like They talk about greatest of all time. He won 11 championships in 13 seasons. Are you kidding me? Five times NBA MVP. He's won a couple as coach. Um, and his stat list just goes on and on and on. I, I don't have time to read it all out, but really sad, and, and one of the best centres of all time. Probably not as an individual player, but what he attributed to the team, uh, he was spectacular. 
Oh, yeah, it's that, certainly a sad day. Well, I just love the, um, you know, seeing him around, Brister, at um, a lot of the uh, the award ceremonies um, and probably um, one of the... Um, I guess one of the one of the most funniest ones I, I think with Bill Russell and you know I, the respect that that he had from from everybody and obviously you know having the the Bill Russell um, trophy named named after him is a testament to to the man that he is but not not just on the court but off the court um, I see that he was um, um, you know they they talked to him in the same senses um, you know he was the he was the Babe Ruth of um, of of basketball, um, and also you know he won the president's medal, um, you know for his work off the court, um, that you know that he that he did as well in the in the civil rights movement. But I remember the, I think it was the, um, 2017 NBA awards that he was presented with um, an award, and oh, and the, the, had all the greats were there, the, the Shacks and. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the like, and they were all there in his award. And um, they were, he was being a bit cheeky, and um, uh, you know, obviously looked at all those guys, and they were celebrating how good they were. And he said, "I would kick your ass," basically to him. <laughs> that was you know, a bit of cheeky, but he was he was one of the all-time greats. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on this one. This is a big story that's been breaking over the last month or two. But the Brittany Griner scenario, nine years she was given. Um, she was arrested, obviously, back in February 17th at the Moscow airport for carrying cannabis oil in her luggage. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? There's rumours going around that the US are going to do an exchange with a pretty nasty fella. Um, and she's just been done for carrying cannabis oil. Uh, what are your thoughts on that scenario? And, and apparently, it, this is medicinal as well. Um, obviously, you know, doing taking that into to um, Russia is a, is a no no. But um, you know, it's part of that. But nine years is is it more of a political thing than it is anything? Um, it's 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 sad. I think it's really sad. I think they, they certainly could have. She did everything she possibly could to. You know, she pleaded guilty and she did everything that they told her to do and to, to get a, a, a more lenient sentence. And yeah, it's, it's coming back to now that, you know, looks like the, the US are going to have to maybe exchange it. Like you said, I think he's an arms dealer, this guy. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a fair so, deal. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh, I think it's a, it's, it's a bit farcical, really. And I feel certainly feel for her. Hopefully, uh, you know, there's something that, you know, she can... Um, she certainly, you know, she uh, spending nine years in jail is 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 not great for for something um, of a you know a, a very small honest looks like an honest bit of uh, a mistake there. So hopefully they can sort that out and she can move on with her life. I reckon they should send Dennis Rodman over to do the negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to work well with the big leaders. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that there right there. It is a sad state of affairs for Brittany Griner. Let's hope it gets uh, sorted out very shortly. We'll need to take a break here on the Bungie Brett Show. We'll be back to wrap it up right after this. Adelaide Giants, home to some of the best baseball players and prospects in the world. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brett Show.
And we are into the final furlong here. The whips are cracking. It's been a big show. Of course, speaking with uh, Matthew Goldsworthy from the Eagles, previewing the Eagles clash against the Crows today. And Lucy Austin, our special guest from Matrix, ahead of next week's SA Netball Grand Final of the State League. The Port result, the Eddie Betts book, the Adelaide 500. We've covered a lot of ground, but we always save the best until last. And... Our man, Andrew Bungie McLeod, has been hard at it uh, and may have even come up with some pros uh, for us to enjoy on this Sunday morning. Well, Case, you know, we've been getting stuck into this bloke for the last couple of weeks, trying to get him to jump on board and, you know, (laughs) embrace the Commonwealth game. So, you know, we haven't quite been able to get him over the line. So I was doing a little bit of searching and soul searching and how we could do it. I thought, you know what? I might put pen to paper. I'll write a little poem and see if that might, um, you know, just be able to, I don't know, tip him over the edge. So, Bretster, this one's for you. There was a young man from Adelaide named Brett Ma, whose favourite ballers were Magic, Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His dribbling and shooting would take him to the halls of fame. Yet old Bretster was not a fan of the Commonwealth Games. (laughs) Now Bungie and Case pushed him to be kind. But nothing we said would change Bretster's mind. But we won't let old grumpy guts rain on their parade. (laughs) An almighty gold haul from our all-conquering Aussie brigade. From De Rosario and Watson, Titmus and Hoare, King Kyle, Jess Denson, Emma McKeon, the greatest of all. We celebrate our champions and all their success. And for you, old mate Bretster, it's time to give it a rest. <laughs> oh, no, not bad. Too much spare time on your hands. Get on board, big fella. Get on board. Oh, that's absolutely outstanding. That's that's a lot of work on into that, Bretster. Get on board, mate. The Com Games. Yeah, no, nah, still not there. <laughs> no, I do appreciate the effort, Bungie. You've put a lot of time and effort into that, I can tell. But uh no, you're not gonna you're not gonna change my mind in the old Com games. But uh anyway, we can move along. <laughs> oh, we'll get you there eventually. Well, I think we'll get him there eventually, Bungie. What do you think? Oh, I think so. And uh mate, I think tonight. You'll see a couple of... Watch the Peter Bowl. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Peter Bowl's 800. Um, yeah, the, the Diamonds taking on the uh, the Jamaican girls, in the, the Sunshine girls in the in the netball. That just might get you across the line, I think. But looking forward to that. Strong finish to the games. And uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a real highlight this week, watching, um, watching our Aussies do their thing. Hey, Bungie, I just wanted to ask you a quick question, uh, just going back to the, the footy with the, the Crows. With um, There's a lot of talk this week about Rankin um, and the Crows trying to get him on board. The, a pretty big offer, um, 800k a, a year for five seasons. Gold Coast sound like they're only willing to come to 650. Uh, what's your thought on that whole scenario? And, and what are your thoughts on, on him as a player? Yeah, I think he's had a standout season. Certainly, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, the last, the first couple of years, um, you know, he was finding his feet and, 
um, you know, there's certainly some some glimpses of what he can do. And this year, I think he's he's taken his game to a, a, another level. And yeah, look, he's an Adelaide boy. Uh, at some point in time, he'll probably want to come home. And um, you know, I, I know that there's been a, um, some talk of Essendon and other teams on the table that um, you know have, have been trying to get his um, his, his signature. Uh, yeah, look, having him in that Adelaide forward line, him and Rochelle and um, you know, two young, exciting guys, and that small forward. We've talked about it. We talked about it the other week on the show. Um, is probably that that spot in um, the Crows lineup that is is probably um, you know we're just lacking that that little bit of a um, gun small forward that that does all those things that you know that bringing the pressure and that little bit of I guess X factor and someone that can kick you thirty to forty goals um, like a Charlie Cameron or a um, you know, Tyson Stengel so. Um, yeah, and uh, eight hundred grand. It's uh, it's not a bad little payday that one, Brett. Though it's pretty enticing, it. isn't it? Uh, it was uh, it was alleged in the paper um, that his management, not a fan of Adelaide. Obviously, they look after Eddie Betts and Tyson Stengel, and they've said uh, that they probably wouldn't move another Indigenous player back to Adelaide given recent experiences. That was a quote from the paper. Um, so we don't have that going for us, but it would be great to get someone of his caliber. And as you said, a good young South Australian that's looking really good and looking like he's going to just get better and better. But Bungie is, is, is Isaac Rankin or is Jason Horn Francis a better fit? Someone that they need if Horn Francis is making noises about wanting to come back as well. Just get in both case. If you can only have one, if you can only have one, who are you taking? (laughs) Oh... Yeah, look, oh, that's a that's a tough question. That is a tough question. I'm I'm going to sit on the fence. No, you oh, can't no. sit on the fence. That's my spot. <laughs> that's, 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 that's it's crowded. Oh, look, yeah, look. I, I think um, the upside of uh, someone like Jason or Francis. They saw him, you know, firsthand here and what he did in some of those finals games for South in the NFL, where he carried South. You know. Um, at, at, at times, and you know, chucked him on his back, and um, yeah, look, if, I think one thing that probably the Crows are screaming for is um, you know that that midfield, um, someone who's uh, you know we've got we've got a lot of guys that are very similar in the midfield, but someone that's a bit bigger, has speed, uses the ball well, um, you know, in that mould of Jason or Francis, I would certainly be putting my hand up for him. We talked about Rory Laird last week getting the, or potentially getting the yellow jacket. Where do you see him fit all time in the Crows? A lot of people are saying now that he's kind of up around that top five, top ten. Where do you see him place in there? Oh, I don't really like comparing players. Bradster, it's not my thing, but you know he's he's certainly um, you know he's won two. Uh, Malcolm Blight medals. He's a dual Australian. Plays his 200th game. He's the 21st player in AFC history to to, to do that. Um, and he's carved out a pretty good career for someone who came off the off the rookie list. Um, you know, as a and um, you know West Adelaide boy, he's um, certainly made an impact on, on the footy club. And um, you know, it's great to, to be able to do that. And hopefully that they can. Um, you know, I've really liked the Crows over the last month and they're, they're that manic pressure and contested game that they've bought. Hopefully they can do that 
today for the, for the fans and uh, get a win over the West Coast. All right, Bungie, we'll leave it right there. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us on the Bungie and Brentster Show. Thanks to Polygra Mayhem Collectibles, Australian Motors, Mitsubishi, Dylan Nunn and all the team as well. Plenty more coming your way here on SENSA 1629. Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.